This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Regardless of having contractual agreements and protecting yourself when the rug's pulled out from underneath you, it's not fun. And you got to start over. But if you truly believe in yourself and you can do all these things, and one of the things I love, and I heard it just this Easter, is... Um, you never want to be under the boot of anyone, period. And if you live your life under someone else's boot, I don't need to say another word. That's where you live. This can't be it. There has to be more. Wait, am I crazy? No. If you're yearning for more and working hard to make your dreams a reality, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Dreamcatchers. It's the only show committed to helping you self-actualize and then transcend, leaving you with the legacy you've always desired. Listen in on conversations with successful philanthropists, entrepreneurs, and founders every week as we connect with them for inspiration, education, and direction. Your host, Jerome Myers, is here to help you exit the matrix and transform into a leader of your own revolution. The question is, do you believe your dreams should be real? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome, and I've got Kent Sohoski with me today. Brother, how are you, sir? <laughs> how are you, Jerome? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be down here in Miami. Yeah, we're here at the Go Abundance Conference. He just blew my mind, ladies and gentlemen. He owns a number of different companies, but he just showed me a video, and I assume this is patent pending. But they've, they've got this thing that they're going to put on electric vehicles where you never have to charge them again. But you'll never believe how this story started. And I won't do it justice by telling it. But grew up, son of a military man. Yeah. National Guard. National Guard man. Edward Jones, 35 years. Gold standard stockbroker. Mother school teacher. Grew up in Joplin, Missouri. Joplin, Missouri. Know, the big city. I don't know if that's a big city or not. It's I, not. It's probably pretty small. <laughs> I think there's some good, cows. <laughs> there's some weed out there. Well, it's half there. Tornado hit it a, year, a few years ago. That's wild. So That's why you know it. How do you get out of small town Missouri to NEV? At one point, you own a hospital. Freaking... Bourbon Company. What, what? What? How do we get there? Because most people can't see here from there. Kind of fun, right? It's wild. And I think it's more crazy than fun. But um, you know, uh, my background, as I told you, a degree in uh, organizational communications, uh, marketing minor in business. Um, 
associate's degree in EMS medicine, became a paramedic fireman. Was a paramedic fireman in Springfield, Missouri. Wanted to get in the health, you know, the medical device business. Going back in the the mid '90s, you know, and it was always the epitome of you know you answer the answer the ad in the Sunday paper. A lot of people listening probably don't understand that, but it's called a fax machine, and uh, you you fax your resume in, and you'd get a response back, not on email, maybe in the mail. That thank you for your submission for job X Y Z and Unfortunately, at this time, your qualifications don't meet, and here's why. And it was always about didn't have the sales experience, but had the clinical experience. You know, I uh, I look back at my, you know, 20, 21, 22 years old, working, working a full code in someone's living room, on a husband or a granddad or a son, and and I'm and I'm going to college, right? Now, full code for y'all outside of the industry means they're they're not alive. They're not alive. He's bringing them back. Yeah, and um, very blessed in what I did my whole life. I think as you hear is about giving back. I was helping people. Was what I do. I help people. Didn't know that until about two years ago. That's what I did. And so, anyway, you fast forward. I um, finally landed a job in Dallas, and uh, in the medical device industry, a guy took a chance on me. In the critical care medicine side, CVICU, which is cardio, cardiovascular intensive care, and then um, just regular intensive care units as well as anesthesia, cardiopulmonary, and you know, a guy took a ride on me, uh, made a name for myself. Um, went to work for a manufacturer versus a distributor, which he was the first job out, or second job out. But uh, went to work for a company called Malincrut. Got caught up in an acquisition with a company called Tyco Healthcare. Well, back in 1999, 2000, seems like yesterday, um, we divested Tyco Healthcare for some um, illegal business practices from our president, Dennis Kozlowski at the time, when we became Covidian, which was a spun-up name, as I mentioned to you earlier, and uh, left there in 2010, 38, year, 38 years old in an acquisition, and thought the world was coming to an end. Multiple Presidents Club. VP of the year, region of the year, world's coming to an end. I didn't, I didn't make the cut to move forward in the acquisition. What? It, whoa, 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 whoa! It's funny how that works. Nobody, Job security now. If you sell the most, if you're generating revenue, you always make the cut, right? Is that true? I know it's not, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there with jobs who believe that it's more secure than betting on themselves. No, the job can be taken tomorrow. Highest paid guy. You know, take five of us and whack us. It's right to the it's just right to the bottom line growth, right? Value engineering. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So I didn't understand it at 38. The world has come to an end. I have three babies at home. And wife at home raising kids, working her butt off, you know, to do the right thing. And it's, you know, brother's like, hey, you got a great package. You've been there for 12 years. Go play golf. Go enjoy yourself. I mean, I don't even know what to do. I'm scared to death, right? I need a job. I need that next yeah. paycheck. Gotta go, We're gotta all addicted go, gotta to go. that thing. Gotta yeah. go, gotta go, right? Gotta chase, gotta do, gotta do, gotta do more, right? Because if I do more, I make more. And if I make more, I have more, and people love me more, right? Well, you gotta get them to, you gotta do the stuff so they appreciate you. Because yeah, if right. you don't do the stuff, I, they won't love you Yeah, anymore. they don't love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what you find out, fast forward about 15, 20 years later, you find out that that's all false. And it's 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 I think it's more of a pandemic in society today for 
guys my age, you know, mid 40s, 50s, is that's the way you were raised. Got to do, got to do, you know, got to hit it. And um, you always loved this this adage was, uh, you know, work smart versus working harder, right, and vice versa. Is trying to figure out what that looks like for you, and I believe that there's multiple industries out there that they you can flip that term, right? And there's a lot of guys I know work hard for their life and for their paycheck, and I respect those guys. And um, they're good with their hands, and they love what they do, but they work real, real hard. But they're also realizing that there's a way to work smarter, and whether it be buying, investing in tools, implements, things to do things better, whether they dig ditches for a living, which we've heard that term in our lives, right? You can either be really good or you can go dig ditches for a living. Well, guess what? COVID proved that digging ditches for a living, that's not a bad thing because people pay a lot of money for it. They will. So here we are. We, you know, starting over uh, and take another job, right, in 46 days after I said I got to have a job. I was supposed to play golf for my brother. Man, you got to have a paycheck. And what I didn't know and what I would share with the group is this, is that I was eligible for unemployment, even in a severance, right? And someone near and dear to me and my family said, you know, Kent Jr., because I'm a junior, you're eligible for that. I don't, I don't want part of that because that, 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 makes me, that makes me less than what I am. Well, guess what? I signed up for that. I did. And... It only lasted for about four weeks, as I said, and I think I had to pay most of it back because they backdated when I got my real job, my second job again. They said, hey, you owe us a little money back. So anyway, um, the reason I tell that story is I'm proud of where I've come from. I'm proud of my failures. I'm um, probably more proud of my failures than my, my, than my successes. Um, I've stumbled a lot. Um I think uh, I think the best way to describe it is uh, a renaissance man. As I can use my hands. If you look at these hands, they're very calloused. Um, but I'm also now, you know, I got to read a P&L statement, and I got to read a balance sheet, and I got to know tax laws, and I got to know different things for our company, and we got to know how we got to bill and do all these crazy things. And so, fast forward, finally went out on our own. Uh, we built a big company up uh, in Dallas, Texas. Um, some guys got sideways with greed, crippled the company, and um, you know won't get into a whole lot of that. But um, it crippled a lot of lives, 550 employees' lives, and what we could have been. Uh, it's kind of a darn shame what it could have been. And it was a flyer. I'd always worked in the public sector and publicly traded companies. I'd worked my way up into more of the VP, right underneath the GM role. And let me tell you, I was never going to be a GM guy, and here's why in a publicly traded company because I'm for the people. Wait, you're, you're not trying to return maximum value to the shareholders? Uh, that's correct. I'm for the people. And the people are who I worked with, not that I was the dictator, but I work for the people. And one of the things I learned early on as a, as a young manager was can you disconnect from being a rep and now be a manager? Because as reps, right, it's all about me, right, as much as I can make. It's the greatest job in America. My brother and I still joke about it. Highly talented guy, highly successful, manages people, and we joke. What if we would have stayed as reps? 
right? We would have borne ourselves. We would have, you know, we would have moved on just because we hit all the numbers. But when you become working for the people, it's hard. And you have the wherewithal of you want to work for the people, but you want to share it. And so as we fast forward, uh, unfortunately, with uh, some cards I was dealt, I believed in myself and went out on my own. And we've been on our own for years. And that was back in 2015. Fast forward, as we were joking earlier about started hearing this global word of a, of a pandemic a virus that's coming on late 19 hear a little bit more about in 20 into february market crashes world comes to an end spring breaks are canceled march of 20 march madness is march canceled. madness everything's canceled and um my world is elective surgery spine neuro and that's what we were doing at the time in orthopedic trauma and orthopedics a lot of elective surgery Versus traumas, high-speed motor vehicle accidents, and burst fractures, whether it be cervical or lumbar burst fractures, that kind of thing. But so the OR is pretty quiet. You know, by the way, I don't know if you know, but we're we're commissioned guys. We're we're all independents, even though we have these big companies. And we have a lot of people that work for us or partner with us, and not really work for us. They're partners, and I've really kind of looked at my people like just come, come be part of it. Don't get me wrong. There's times where I've had to be, had to be the hammer. You have to. You have to have a little bit of that as a leader of any organization. Um, all of a sudden, my phone started ringing because of my background. And when people weren't making money or people weren't out on the freeways, you know, I was that I was that guy driving back and forth to Mississippi from Texas, driving to Austin, Texas, working with Texas Department of Emergency Management, Mississippi Emergency Management, because of people needed things, right? We needed we needed products, ventilators, pulse oximeters, capnographers, all these things that we do for critical care medicine, which is all respiratory based, because we have this virus. If you remember, it's I think it's gone now, allegedly, but who knows? It's funny how this works. The masks are off. It's gone. Mask. I off. didn't have to wear it on the plane the other day. That's right. I didn't have to wear it. It was kind of nice, but uh, I got this virus, some respiratory based virus, right? Very aggressive, no doubt. Um, yeah. I won't waste my energy on what I th- what I believe about that, but you know it's uh, it's been a lot of fatalities from that, you know comorbidities, and I think we'll still see some of that as years progress of what what COVID, you know SARS CoV two did to us. So I had an opportunity to do something great, and that was go out and use my brain and pivot. And one of the things I think you'll get from what just us talking today is I've I've had to pivot my whole life. I've had the rug pulled out from me two or three times. Um, completely start over. Don't be fooled. I had severance and had contractual agreements, right? I was always smart of protecting myself. But regardless of having contractual agreements and protecting yourself, when the rug's pulled out from underneath you, it's not fun. And you got to start over. But if you truly believe in yourself and you can do all these things, and one of the things I love, and I heard it just this Easter, is um, you never want to be under the boot of anyone, Period. And if you live your life under someone else's boot, I don't need to say another word. That's where you live. And so I'd seen it a little bit differently prior to hearing that. And that was given to me in a, in a, in a, uh, in a Palm Sunday message at church. And when we look at our people of Ukraine and Russia, right? Um, Ukrainian people don't want to be underneath the boot. And I challenge everybody that's listening is, Work hard for your organization, give back to your organization, but the minute you find that the organization is taking advantage of you, they're going to. 
you walk. You walk with your head high, chest out. I tell my, I tell my girls that every morning. Head up, chest out. Never be under the boot of someone, ever. And so when you find that, because it's like really a true epiphany, right? Like you find it, and I found that. And people believed in me because I delivered in a time where no one was working and making a living in 20. And then first of 2021, company did just absorbent things, you know, 150, 250% growth. Um, settled down since then, right? We've had to get back to our, to our lives. When all that happened, I met wonderful people like you that said, hey, we, we really like what you do and you do what you say and you have a great Rolodex. And, and for those people that don't know what a Rolodex is, that's my, my, those are my contacts or those are just my, my, my peeps that I know. So um, we started putting things together. And a dear friend of mine came and said, hey, I want you to invest in a medical device company. And we researched it and said, yeah, we can go do that. And we can go kick the competition in the teeth. And we can take their business overnight. And it's not that easy, right? We got to get you know, FDA approval, 510Ks, medical device. We've got to go through a whole host of hoops and loops and uh, a lot of legal legality things and got to do things right. So we started doing that, and then uh, <laughs> he's like, I want to talk to you about something else. This came across my desk. Let's see if you're interested. And it's like, I've got, a, I've got this device, and there's two or three of them, but one of them goes on the axle of a electric vehicle, which we'll reference as EV. And what we know from our clinical test data in the lab that we can give 30, 40% back to the battery charge today. So about seven days ago in the lab, we find out that the amperage and the volts that this device is kicking off behind just one wheel on the axle is crazy. And what we figured is and with the data, clinical data, and I use the word clinical because that's my background, but the clinical data in the lab is telling us on an EV vehicle, you know, the rule of thumb is 300 miles, follow the script, which maybe 65, 75 miles an hour. You know, you're not driving 85 between you know, Dallas and Austin or Miami and Tampa. But you get 300 miles per charge. Well, I don't know about you, but I want a, I want a car that goes farther than 300 miles. I'm taking my family on trips and want to come see you and things like that. So what we figured is the amount of voltage and amperage that's coming off that, if we put four on a car, you'll never have to charge your car again on a trip. It's charging it for you. We're not saying that you don't plug it in at night at a hotel or wherever, but what we're saying is you drive and you're not pulling over. Still plug it in at home and do all the things you want. So uh, those are some patent pending products. Um, so it gets even crazier from there. It's like, okay, Kent, this has to stop because you've had a great run, right? I've been very blessed. I have a beautiful family. Just and, uh, and I've had my own personal trials and tribulations, right? I, I mean, we all do. And you learn and you pick yourself up and dust yourself off and get back after it. And I think one of the things that, and I'll share with this in a minute with you, but if I didn't have that upbringing... You know, um, you know, with your dad or mother meeting you at the back door because you're five minutes late on curfew, you know what I'm talking about. That's not a pleasant. A lot of people want to unlock their ultimate potential but lack the strategy, support, and stamina necessary to achieve their major goals. 
they often try to overcome these challenges by trying to do it on their own, causing frustration, fatigue, and eventually failure. We have developed a model for a center life, aka the red pill, to help them bolster their beliefs, gain clarity on their path to success, and provide accountability as they take action on their goals. When they take the red pill, they rapidly accelerate attainment of their goals and begin to experience a life of significance and impact. Want to find out more? Hop over to JeromeMyers.co. Now, let's get back to the episode. Military discipline. Right. And a guy that, uh, and all he had to say was, I'll see you at 8.30 church. And that meant, oh, 8.30 a.m. Man. Better not be late. Better not be late. But, and he knew what was going on. Driving a pickup and drinking beer in high school. That was normal, right? Not anymore. Anyway, here we are. Um, it lends ourselves to other opportunities through my partners. Um, we meet a guy. Uh, a lot of these guys are alumni of University of Notre Dame. Meet a guy that uh, has created a bourbon company. Uh, you heard me. Bourbon and whiskey, right? So what do I know about bourbon? Mm, I don't know. My brother fixes me an old-fashioned every now and then. It tastes pretty good. And uh start hearing this story. And the guy's name's Roy Anderson, and he's like, the master distiller for us. Now we own we own substantial amount of his company, the majority shareholder of it, and it's traded in our publicly traded company. And what's so great about it is Roy's history is phenomenal, and it's probably like we all got a great story, right? And I told you earlier the best story always wins, and when I say this story wins, this story wins. So Roy's tenth great grandfather was James Anderson, who was George Washington. Now you heard me, George Washington, our president. He was a partner of George Washington, the first distillery in Mount Vernon in 1797. So his family has stayed in the whiskey and bourbon business over the years, up until Prohibition, right? A lot of people probably don't understand Prohibition, but um, Roy took family recipes. Uh, he's resurrected 500-year oak, American white oak, out of the Lake Michigan. Um, we have a bourbon that sells for a little north of $2,000 a bottle. A bottle? A bottle. How big is the bottle? It's seven fifty. It's just like a fifth. Just like, you, just like you'd buy a fifth of uh, Jack Daniels or Jim Beam. But what's so great about Roy is he's got some proprietary distillery mindset. He is an um, engineer out of Notre Dame. Uh, his heart. Guy can put his hands on anything, fix anything, but he sees things differently as it relates to distilling and phenomenal bourbons, whiskeys, whether it be wheat, whether it be rye, whether it be corn-based. Um, Roy was so good as last year he and the team took out that they wanted to make a game-day bourbon for Notre Dame. So they made one game-day bourbon for the 21-22 season, right? And then he made a bourbon for every game. USC, whomever they may be playing, whether it be a home or away game. So, went off the shelves, right? Don't know exactly where you went to school, but I'm assuming over in the Carolinas probably. But I don't know if University of Missouri or Southwest Missouri, University of Arkansas, which is some family schools, or, you know, our beloved Texas Aggies. How about a cool game day bourbon, right? Goes bonkers. 
not only that, he opens up the high-end bourbon called 1842. 1842 was the history between Notre Dame and some of his family. He starts, starts selling it to the alumni of Notre Dame, and it goes crazy. And, you know, a couple of his players, you know, uh, from Notre Dame are involved, right? And uh, it's uh, it's been a fun ride, and that one's an interesting one. That falls in our consumer division, right? We have healthcare, energy, and then the consumer division. Um, our goal is to help people to have great ideas that maybe just don't have the wherewithal or the you know the intellectual horsepower to take it to the next level whether it be business, marketing maybe they don't have the capital um, and that's what we've done um, so now it's in a publicly traded company that's uh, soon to be on the Canadian Stock Exchange that's our goal should be done and Audits are underway now. Should be wrapped up in probably this next sixty to eighty days. And um, just kind of a kind of a crazy story. Probably didn't do it justice as we first spoke, but um, you know we're having fun, and that's what I challenge people is, you know, tomorrow's never promised. I think we've all learned that in the last two years. Our lives are changed forever with COVID and our kids, my kids, the education, everything. Everything's forever changed, and just. You know, I guess the bottom line here is we love what we do. I don't I don't regret one thing in my life and business-wise and people I've met. You know, I've met a lot of good and the bad, right? Um, but just giving back to people and helping people do fun things that have a grandiose idea that, you know, it's not who's the smartest in the room, but let's all bring it together and see. Take all that intellectual horsepower and, and go have fun. And it's about having fun. Right, but when you have fun, it's not about chasing that check because the checks just automatically start coming, and you're having fun. And whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean the checks automatically start coming? Well, maybe that is when you're not so focused on. You got to get up. You got to go. You got to do. You got to perform. You got to send the best emails. You got to send the best reports. Right? Listen, I can make the best funnel forecast like no tomorrow, and I can drop it down in the funnel. And I can speak to it all, right? But you're just borrowed time because people start asking questions, right? What happens is when you're focused on maybe less and it's a dedicated focus, your mind's right, and then money doesn't really matter at that point. It just kind of happens. You just make happens. And a friend of mine said to me recently is, you turn water into wine. And I was like, well, I... I'm pretty humble. Try to be humble. I'm, I, I, I don't know if I believe that. She's Strong like, statement. yeah, you, you turn water into wine. That's what you do. You turn water into wine. Look what happened. You pivoted during COVID. Your business fell on its face surgically, right, in the medical device world. What are you going to do? You turn water into wine. And so that's what I challenge people with is turn your water into wine. And and don't be fooled. Working Working for a large organization, there's a lot of great ones, and they will take care of you. But the checks will come if you believe in yourself, believe in your brand, believe in the product you have or the services you offer. Go do it. And guess what? You're going to fail. You're going to fall. And you're going to pick yourself up. That's fact. And 
I will tell you, you find out who picks you up real quick. There's only a few of them in your life. And it's usually not the people that you expect. That's exactly right. That's a thousand percent correct. And there's not one thing wrong with failing. Period. You know, I I don't think there's failure, especially not entrepreneurship. I think there's a lot of experiments. That's fair. You're, you're in the lab, right? And right. your lab is your business, and you're taking it to market, and you're seeing if the market likes it. And if they tell you they don't like it, is it they don't like the product or they don't like the story? Because sometimes if you don't tell a good story, they won't ever test the product to see if the product solves a problem for them. That's a great point. So you, you got this thesis. You got to go do the experiment to prove whether or not your thesis or your hypothesis is right. And then from there, if you prove it right over and over and over again, and then you can go replicate that somewhere else, I think they'd call that a law in the scientific process. <laughs> right? But we're taught that we got to get an A on the test, and we got to get it right the first time. We got to perfection. Mm -hmm. But that's on when we're offensive. And I was a football guy for a long time. Right. When you're, when you're playing offense, I wrote this white paper. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote it other than I was trying to win. And I was a defense coordinator. My my buddy, the head coach, she was the offensive coordinator, and we weren't scoring any points. And so I analyzed all of the football games for the highest-scoring collegiate teams. Mm -hmm. This was the Oregon run and some of the other folks who were playing basketball and football field. And what I found was that most teams – will get the ball 12 times a game. Mm -hmm. Of those 12 times, if they got it, it was their drive would start somewhere between the 20 and the 40-yard line. Of those drives between the 20 and the 40-yard line, you'd get four scoring opportunities out of that. It's like, now I can't guarantee that you're going to score, but you'll have those opportunities. And it became very formulaic. But what I knew was that there were about 70 plays in a game. And of those 70 plays, you had four chances to score. Punch it in. All you got to do, if you, and me being a defensive guy, I had to make sure that of those 70 plays you had, that you didn't score 68 of them. But if you hit two of those big, if you hit three or four of those big, I failed as a coordinator, but you as the offensive person, success. And you only, you weren't even right 10% of the time. So when you're trying to go big, you can't get discouraged because it didn't work perfectly right out the gate. You're trying to figure it out. And if we actually follow the process and get scientific, I, I think there's no question that there is a real opportunity if you're playing offense to score big. And I think the hedge funds prove this out all the time. These venture funds, right? Yep. They're putting all the portfolio of companies together. They know one's going to perform and one's maybe be a dog, right? One, yeah, one's going to be a dog. It's going to lose <laughs> yeah. everything. There might be two that uh -huh. are mediocre, mm -hmm. but they're looking for that one that's going to outperform all the returns of the others. Mm -hmm. But we're so scared to experiment because we're scared that we you're going to be a failure. You, sir, you're a dream catcher. 
You haven't been scared. You've worked so hard. You've experimented with so many different things. And you figured out how to make them work. You didn't talk to them about the spreadsheets and how when you decided that this wasn't what you were doing anymore, people noticed that the spreadsheets weren't the way that they were. And you, every time you got closer, every time the rug was pulled out, you got closer to, I'm going to bet on Kent because I got all these skills and I, I know how to make it rain, right? I know how to make it rain. Let me go over here and do it again. Let me go do it again. I got to solve a problem. Who's got a problem? Who can I help? They're going to compensate me pretty handsomely for solving this problem for them because nobody else can do it. And you, the listener, you're uniquely qualified to solve a problem right now, and I suspect you're not doing it because you're okay. You're, you're, you're comfortable. You don't feel compelled to go about, do the thing. How about that word? Yeah. The old C word. Yeah. You're comfortable. Yeah, that yeah, addiction. I'm comfortable. My life's great. Yeah. Things are good. Insurance that's, is covered. Company car. Car It's comfortable, man. You get hit in the back of the head when that happens. On a rainy Tuesday. Yeah. And right. you don't even see it coming. Nope. And so you said something, and I, I want to end on this now. Yeah, sure. You, you said, uh, do you go left or right out the driveway? <laughs> you know, um, you can elaborate a little bit on that, huh? You like Absolutely. To, you know, I've had a lot of I've had a lot of good mentors in my life. You know, my mother and dad, older brother, several GMs and presidents and divisional presidents, and uh, you know, one time never thought I'd be those guys, right? And I look back and go, yeah, we're we're past that. We're doing we're creating different things like wealth, right? And I hear people say the word rich. I kind of laugh, you know, because it's like it's like slang in society today. And wealth is a different story, total different story. Wealth is when you're diversified and you got money working in the market. You're doing different things. You have opportunity. But one of the common denominators that I always saw, and I see it still in a lot of people, is which way am I going in the morning? Am I going left or am I going right? And I was that guy once, you know, who didn't know pulling on the driveway to go make sales calls. But once you figure that out, man, it hits home because when you're going right, you know why you're going right. And it's on. The minute you pull out of that driveway, you're focused, you're dedicated, nothing is in your way, you know. Um, and I think, I think one of the things I would leave you with today is that another one I really I learned about, and I, I put it on myself because I have to, is inspect the inspector. We talk about all of our salespeople and what they maybe aren't doing right or our 1099 partners or, and for those people out there, that means uh, contractors. Um, inspect the inspector. And I didn't understand that until I had to start inspecting myself and make sure that what I'm preaching and doing is exactly what we should be doing. And there's nothing wrong with inspecting the inspector because a lot of times the inspector doesn't get inspected. And it's everybody else's fault but the inspectors. And you start there, you start realizing real quick. Anyway, I, I, this has been awesome. And you're a rock star, dude. And we just got getting to know each other. We, we got a lot of good stuff. I can assure you we'll talk further. But, uh, you know, parent company is called x Holdings International. Uh, it's traded on the OTC. The symbol is X-I-E-X-H-I. 
Um, our whiskey is enorawhiskey.com. Check it out. It's good stuff. Um, like all good things, it, will, it won't be where, you know, it won't be the company that it is today. Um, there's some there's some special sauce going on, if you will, that we uh, hope to be in Bardstown, Kentucky real soon, which is, you know, the world's best bourbons are made there in Kentucky, right in that town. And so there's a lot of good things happening. So I, um, man, thanks. These Go Abundance guys have been gracious to me, so let me come in and help sponsor a little bit of the event. And if you get a chance, we're going to sip a little bourbon here in a little bit and kind of get everybody's... Everybody loves the bourbon guy, right? They might not buy anything, but they love the bourbon guy. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, thank you for having me, and I'll look forward to breaking bread with you and staying in touch, and man, help you anytime I can. Or, and I'm always open to take phone calls, listen, ideas, troubleshoot, and I tell people, you know, talk's cheap, cost you nothing. Let's just visit. So, Kent, this is outstanding, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from the man himself. You got to go out there and make it happen. If if you want to live an extraordinary life, it's going to require extraordinary effort, extraordinary preparation. Your dreams should be real. We'll talk soon. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.